The pearls of the mind are valuable and must be seriously safeguarded from the careless and the unconcerned. But to those who value truths explored, come, think with me. takes a look at what he calls toxic shame. He asserts the idea that, that we move from shameful experiences in our lives to internalizing that shame until toxic levels where the shame defines us. And pretty soon, our identity is wrapped around a shame-based consciousness. So we move from having been shamed to the shame itself becoming identity. Uh, the process of identification that he talks about is simply amazing. Uh, that we somehow or another blend ourselves into uh, internalized consciousness, collecting people around us who are like-minded in our shame-based realities, and we we affirm that we are not shamed individuals, but we are the essence of the shame that shamed us. Fascinating, and so very true, so very true. Um, children who are molested uh, become perpetrators and molest, and their identity is locked inside of the molestation consciousness and pursuing and becoming predators uh, because someone was in such a fashion with them. Our little Johnny is molested by Uncle Bob and, and now he moves towards any perversion that, that allows him to, to express that dark shameness. Well, we learn from, from clinical work and from therapy that the bottom line is not what happens to you that ultimately defines you, but it's the story you tell yourself. Yes, on the inside, what you believe about yourself. Yes, fostered by previous experiences, the tragedies and the trauma, primary caregivers, Uncle Ned down the street, big brothers and cousins. We, we all have to deal with the violation of the unfolding realities of family and family structures. And the fear zone of the family becomes the nesting ground for our own sense of low self-esteem and, and other issues that emerge because we are surrounded by what others have surrounded us with. We are born into that. We're, it's not about choosing. And in most cases, we normalize it. We think that what we've, what we've gone through and what we've experienced, everybody experiences that. Until we learn, as we begin to move away from the family unit and start to move into community, into school, friends, and we discover that, oh my goodness, 
I need to cover myself and not let them know. And so it is the, the life of fearing exposure. And so we live in this shame-based consciousness, never telling anyone, but acting out the energies that anyone who's been there knows you've been there too. Football players know football players, and teachers know teachers, and lawyers know lawyers. And those who are well acquainted with the night, those who've experienced feeding the night, know fellow sufferers. Well, it's the message you tell yourself. That was the time in my, in my uh, early studies that we, we used to talk about rewriting the script. <laughs> that was our way of saying <laughs> that the little boy inside or the little girl inside can emerge victorious and move from, from victim to victory, can move from, from the grips of the perpetrator into being renewed and set free by rewriting a story. And I think essentially what I'm saying to you as I, as I ponder this reality is that we need to be careful of the messaging. Listen to the message. Listen to what you tell yourselves to determine whether or not you've survived what somebody else was not surviving. <laughs> and you hear me? Because at some point in your development, you got to take responsibility for how you have decided what your destiny should be like. We're not called to our past experiences. We are shaped by them. But we are called to wherever our mind and heart can lead us based on the principles of truths that we tell ourselves. Because in the end, life is, well, life is the total, the sum total of your decisions. Life is not about victimology. You can make it about victimology, but ultimately life is about the decisions that you make regarding your victimology. Mm. That's why we have, as believers, a real need and a real focus for Calvary. <laughs> yes, indeed. Paul argues that our identification with Christ is as a risen Savior, as a risen Lord, and that we die with him. The death that we die is the death to what they did. <laughs> the messaging that was given to us, and because God loves unconditionally and offers transcendence in his love, then we can be raised in a new consciousness and tell ourselves a whole new message. Brainwashing, you bet, but of a godly sense, of a divine nature. Hmm. You let the world brainwash you about everything else, why not let God brainwash you about God himself? <laughs> yeah. The idea 
that you can tell yourself a new story and begin to sing a new song. You're talking about blessed assurance. Oh, my goodness. But one has to confront what is it I'm saying to myself? Hmm? What am I really, what message am I really saying to myself as I project? Uh, ego defense mechanism. As I project this understanding of other people around me and even blame them for what I'm telling myself. The whodunit, if you will, the whodunit of our lives become unimportant as we cross the threshold of adult personal responsibility. We now have to become more integrated in our thinking and we have to become more, more open-minded and we have to really release ourselves to the torment of our hearts and work our way through the agony and the pain and discover that we are hurting because we are birthing, not because we are worthless, but because we now have worth, because we understand the messaging and we have a new, a new goal. <laughs> but you gotta believe it. It's not a rehearsal of, of, of language. It's not, a, it's not a pretext of linguistic magic. It is deep, profound belief that no man can disturb. You see, when we become toxic in our shame, we lock into what has happened to us and no man can disturb that. That's who we are with the same energy. Find a new message. What's that you say? Yeah. Find a new message. Say something new to yourselves. Say something transcendent to yourselves. Say Calvary. Yes, it's not what happened to you that ultimately determines your destiny. It's the story you tell of what happened to you that determines your real destiny. What you say to you is worth much more in silver and gold, much more in its weight than silver and gold, much more than silver and gold. It is the silver and the gold of the created identity, the creative works of God. The seed. Think as you've never thought before about yourselves and find the pathway to how God sees you that whatever he sees, it is worth so much that he would die. The death in Christ for your empowerment and for you to have a new message to say to yourself. So watch what you're saying to yourself. <laughs> what you say? Watch what you're saying to yourself and stop blaming everybody around you. Nobody's after you. You're after yourself. And what's worse, you yourself know 
You know that I'm telling the truth. At least you have an opportunity now to think with me. Our time has passed and gone, but the journey moves on forward and upward towards him. Until we meet again, consider the joy of this part of the journey.